just because you're sending a handwritten note doesn't mean there can't be an automation to remind you to do these things. So start to think about how you can use your automations, maybe even a little bit differently rather than just automatically sending out emails all the time. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I am your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and very pleased to be here joined by my Thursday co-host, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? And we're back to our regularly scheduled show. Um, (laughs) For anyone that wasn't watching that, Tim actually wasn't there when I threw the mic to him. I was like, where did you go? Yeah, no, I had to unclose the door, so, uh, you know, it'd be a bit quieter. But, um, look, excited to be here, Sam. It's um, had an exciting week, lots of things going on. Of course, we've just recently uh, relaunched our KBLF program to exciting audience. And uh, we're here giving you another episode of um, some good stuff Uh, in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Absolutely. Today, we're going to talk about five email automations your business must have. And this is obviously your wheelhouse being email automations. It's certainly a topic that I love because anything that we can automate is good with me. I think I love this topic, Sam, just because I'm an incredibly... <laughs> oh, the oh, here word we that go. came to mind was lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Why is it that when people don't have to do something, they call it lazy? I don't think it's lazy. I think it's smart. Well, yeah, okay. Maybe I'm a very, very smart entrepreneur as well. But it is efficient. And I think that's what we often miss in our business, that our business is largely a machine that delivers us an outcome over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And and as, as our business matures, we start to recognise similar patterns that occur in our business and it's up our job as the, the business owner to go, how can we systemise that and how can we make that repeatable and how can we make that repeatable in a way that takes us less resources and gets a more consistent and better outcome? Absolutely. All right? And automation, obviously, in our business is such a powerful tool to help us go from where we are much faster than, than we could otherwise, you know. 100%. Okay. Yes. I actually used the example the other day, right, um, about cars. And I think cars and businesses are very much, very, very similar in, in certain things. Mm-hmm. Right? But if we were to walk from, not that we can at the moment, Canberra to Sydney <laughs> and, and walk to catch up, it would take us an awfully long time. Because on foot, we can go between sort of three to five kilometres an hour, depends on mm-hmm. how long your legs are. Mm-hmm. So it take me a long time. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> right. And, and what we've done to, to be able to travel long distances much faster than we otherwise do is we've developed these tools, right, we call automobiles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a car allows us to accelerate our momentum from A to B to do stuff we want to do all right, at, you know, 10, 20, sometimes 30 times. That's <laughs> how fast you drive. Uh, the speed at which we'd otherwise be able to reach our destination. And I think mm-hmm. it's a really good metaphor to think about as we look at what we do in our business. We're trying to take our business from where it is right now to where we want it to get to so that it delivers us the lifestyle that we that we want. And that's something we often, often talk about, right? And the business is the vehicle that helps us 
get there. Mm-hmm. Now, the more efficiently and effectively that business operates, the more likely we are to get there and the faster we'll be able to get there as well. Mm, I love the way that you've explained that. It makes perfect sense. This episode is made possible by your podcast concierge. Editing your podcast can be time consuming. Your podcast concierge offers comprehensive and affordable podcast production and social media marketing services to help you grow your podcast and business faster. Go to yourpodcastconcierge.com and book a call via the Let's Talk button on the homepage and receive 50% off your first month when you mention Thought Leaders Business Lab. So let's jump into the five automations. And these are all automations around email and automations via CRM. Yeah. And I think that's important to kind of recognize when we think automation, we often our default position is email. What we want to look at is the systemization of communication between you and the stakeholder that you're trying to move. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, email we use a lot because it's super cheap. Mm-hmm. Compared to other forms of communication, we can do that lots, right? We sort of organize these in a way that roughly follows an ideal customer journey. Mm-hmm. And the first of those automations that we have, we should have in our business is our lead magnet delivery. Absolutely. This is an automation that every single business owner should have. And it's the because it's the way that we entice people to join our mailing list, which is where we want people to be because we own our list. We're able to communicate with our prospects on our email list. Look, it is it is a pretty high conversion rate here because effectively what you're doing is, is we're leading with value. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, we've all been on the receiving end of, of social media messages that say, hi, here's my price list. You should buy from me. Mm-hmm. And they don't work. Mm-hmm. They really don't work. And it's largely because people, whilst they love to buy, they don't like to be sold to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you can lead with some form of value, that opens the door a little bit to start a further conversation. And the more lead magnets you have, obviously the more, I guess, hooks you've got in the water to try and uh, catch someone's attention. Absolutely, because, and that's a really good point, because people have different pain points at different times. So you want to have a lead magnet that specifically helps someone with their pain. So your lead magnet is your pill or your Tylenol or your Panadol. It's helping to alleviate a headache right now. We're not talking about delivering a health and wellness program. We're talking about delivering the pill that someone wants right now. And there's a couple of different ways that we can automate this lead magnet delivery. Obviously, we've talked about CRM and emails, and that's the way that most of us would normally deliver them. But we've also got different messaging services that we can use to deliver through uh, Messenger, through our Facebook page too, using tools like ManyChat. So it doesn't always have to be delivered by email. Yeah, absolutely. But we do want to connect this up with our CRM. This is the first Correct. opportunity for us to start to capture our contact details. We, the webinar we shared this morning, Sam, obviously we're talking about moving people off social media into your email list. That's the owned asset that your business have. In fact, it's probably one of the most valuable assets that your business can have is that list of people who are interested in your service. And this is the first opportunity for someone to effectively raise their hand and say, yep, I want to know more. 
Yeah. So to, to break this down, just super simply, just in case you've not got a lead magnet, your lead magnet is, as I just mentioned, it's your pill. Generally, that will sit on uh, a, some sort of registration or opt-in page, probably a better way to say it, on your opt-in page. Someone can put in their email and in return, they will have an automated email delivered to them with a link so that they can download your PDF or go to have a look at your um, video course, whatever your lead magnet is. Maybe it's a mini course, but that it, they're generally exchanging their email for something of value. Yeah. Okay. Now that leads us into the second essential automation I think that every business should have, mm-hmm. and that's your indoctrination sequence. So this is the sequence that comes straight after that lead magnet delivery. Why don't you share a little bit more about what this is, Tim? Correct. Okay. So this is your getting to know you sort of stage. And this is your opportunity to introduce yourself and really pile on the value. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it's not about top of mind. And what we know about prospects who opt in to particular lead magnet is you're solving one problem for them, right? And it's your opportunity to say, hey, thanks very much for getting that thing here's some more that might help you, here's some more that might help you. It's the start Mm -hmm. of exchange of value. And once you've got someone's attention, it's a good opportunity to try and grab that attention more. Mm -hmm. This is the time where there there are going to be a, a small percentage of people that do want to buy now. So this is where you want to spit them out or pop them out, I guess, yeah. take them out and have you them. Say, you should say bubble them to the surface. Bubble <laughs> them to the surface. That sounds so much nicer. <laughs> We're trying to bubble those hot leads to the surface. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it really is. It really is that, okay? What we're trying to do is of all of the prospects that we have in our list now, some of them are going to be hot prospects who are open to some form of sales conversation or additional conversion event, right, because they're really interested in what you're doing. And there's ones that are a bit colder. And this is your indoctrination sequence is the purpose of it is really to segment that into those two, two groups, who's hot right now and who's a little bit warmer, colder that needs more nurturing or, you know, we'll pick them up at another time. And that's where, you know, this is not to be confused with your new newsletter or your nurture sequence. It is a, you know, it's a bit of a hyper-focused nurture sequence. The rest of your nurture sequence is really just there for, for long-term, your, I guess, your long-tail opportunities that you can pick someone up, you know, six months, 12 months, and so on down the track. This one's really about, you've got this now. Do you want to jump on a call? I've got this other asset. I've got a webinar this week. You might be interested in that as well, right? So it's really providing additional value to segment your hot prospects from the ones that aren't. So we really want to get that indoctrination sequence to our prospects before we slip them into our regular nurture sequence. Correct, correct. Love it. Be careful to start working on this one to take people out of all the other communication you're doing whilst you're doing this nurture sequence. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be suddenly slotting in a regular, you know, your weekly newsletter in the middle of this. This one has a very structured process and we don't want to distract it by taking someone somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's all got to do with tagging, which we're not going to jump into today, but we do want to make sure that we're tagging our prospects properly so that we're able to put them into the correct sequence. So number three is the sales call warm-up. And this is something we chatted about before we started recording, Tim, and you've got some really good ideas around this one. I think uh, this is probably one that, that most people overlook. If, mm-hmm. you, if you're building automations and, and even automation companies often overlook this because they love the tech and right, we sort of miss that this is a, a marketing purpose or an outcome purpose. 
Um, the sales call warm-up is, is the thing that you do before you get on a sales call. Right? Often you'll see that with uh, you know with online calendars. It's the your appointment is on today. Your appointment starting soon. We've seen those before, and certainly if you ever log, if you ever opted into something, right, you would have got some of those messages. I think the opportunity there is to actually start to add additional value. Mm-hmm. Right. So in in your sales call warm up, you know, give someone a bit of homework. Set some expectations about what's going to happen on the call. Put in a video of yourself that says. Hey, Sam, looking forward to meeting you on tomorrow's call, right? This is some of the things we're going to go through and I'll give you the opportunity to think about that before we get on the call. Absolutely. Do you know what I think is one of the other pieces that's missed in a lot of sales call warm-ups is case studies. I think these case studies are a really great way to warm up your audience so or your prospect because they they know the kinds of outcomes that you help people achieve before they even get to the call. That's right. So, you know, you sort of just preempt some of those questions that someone might have, makes your sales calls far more efficient. And when people actually get on them, they've got more more understanding about what to expect from that process. Absolutely. Number four, the onboarding sequence. This is one that a lot of people forget and this can result in a big case of buyer's remorse with your new clients. <laughs> this oh, is one that I think is super important. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where we start to get a hybrid between a lot of email marketing and task-driven automation. Okay, mm-hmm. So automations in your business are not just send email, send email, send email. You can do all sorts of other things. Um, you can update fields in your CRM. You can trigger tasks. You can send postcards or text messages or anything else like that as well. Your onboarding sequence is something you should do with every single client. And it mm-hmm. might vary based on what product that you're selling. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a couple of different products, you might have different onboarding sequences for each product. Mm-hmm. But it really is... As you said, Sam, it, it overcomes that buyer's remorse. It's making someone who's made the decision to hand their hard-earned cash over to you feel like they've made the best decision in the world. Absolutely. I had a situation only a couple of months ago where I had put my credit card details in to sign up to something, and after I did that, it was there was radio silence. I didn't get an email to say, here are your logins or, you know, hi, your, your payment was processed. I didn't get anything. And I was like, you know, I had that moment of, uh-oh, what have I just done? Where have I just put my credit card number? <laughs> like it, it, it was all cool, but that could have easily been negated by just having a simple email saying, hey, we've got your payment. Welcome to the family. Yep. And we're not, we're not talking about here's your invoice. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Here's your payment receipt. Well, we do miss that. We do miss that. We take people to a thank you page and think that's our onboarding experience, but we've got the opportunity to create something really valuable and set the expectations um, of our clients going forward from there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And oh, I actually did want to talk about this as well. It's not just the emails that we're sending our new clients. There are different ways that we can automate being able to send gifts or cards or jump on a phone call to welcome them personally. So you can do set all of that up in your CRM as well. And if you don't know how to do that, reach out to Tim. Absolutely. Now, last one, and this is one that possibly most think people don't think about. I know you have intentions to do this. I have intentions. You've mentioned this before and I'm like, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And I'm going to put up my hand and say, I don't have this one. Now, this is one that really taps into 
one of the best, if not the best, I guess, ways of generating new business into our thing, and that's through referral partners. Now, into our thing. That was very technical. Stevie, what's a ticket? All right. Uh, it's you know, into our pipeline, uh, mm-hmm. and that's through referral partners. All right? I think it's widely acknowledged that referrals from customers and referrals from partners uh, are the best source of new business. They're the easiest to close. Right? They're the most uh, warm, I guess. They come with lots of social proof and all the other stuff that we want. Um, often, sometimes it's just a case of here's the money, let's go, right? Someone says, I trust their opinion so much that we're just going to do this. And you don't have to do a lot of hard sell with referrals. Uh, But often what happens with referral partnerships is that we don't nurture them enough. Mm -hmm. And we say, hey, we should be be referral partners and and then that's it. We forget about them. Absolutely. (laughs) You refer me and I'll refer you and then six months later we're kind of wondering why nothing's happening. Exactly, exactly, because there's no follow-up or no reminder. And it's not because... You know, there's a lot of people that think, oh, you know, it wasn't the right partner or, you know, maybe they didn't like me. It's not a, it's not like that at all. It's just that we're all really busy and, you know, we've hung up on Zoom and we've just moved on with our day and unless you've got some sort of strategy in place, it's very easy to forget that you've even spoken to that person. Yeah, and you do because, you know, you've, you've got another 500 emails in your inbox and you've been on 30 Zoom calls. 40 or 50 or 60 Zoom calls between them and you've just forgotten who they are. And here's the thing we know about referrals. If you are not top of mind when your referral partner is talking to a potential prospect who has the problem that you solve, they will not refer you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the referral partner automation is really about just reminding you to be top of mind with your referral partner, to reach out on a regular basis and say, hey, what's going on? This is what we're doing. What are you up to? How can I help you? Yeah. That sort of stuff. So it could be an automated email. It could be an automation that pings you to pick up the phone and speak to that person or to send them a text message. Or maybe once a year, there could be an automation that reminds you to send a, a handwritten note in the mail. Just because you're sending a handwritten note doesn't mean there can't be an automation to remind you to do these things. So start to think about how you can use your automations, maybe even a little bit differently rather than just automatically sending out emails all the time. Absolutely. For example, I have an automation that sends me a text message with my referral partner's phone number in it. Nice. Okay. I like it. I just have to go dial and we're connected. Yep. I like it. Super good. You've you've made me go, I need to do this, Tim. So thank you. <laughs> so let's go back. So the five automations that your business must have, have, number one, the lead magnet delivery. So the automation that delivers the lead magnet, whether it's something like ManyChat or email that delivers your, your free resource to your prospect. Number two, the indoctrination sequence to really make sure that they get to know you, the services that you offer, the, the strengths that you bring to the market, uh, what makes you unique and different and how you can help people. Number three, the sales call warm-up to make sure that your, your prospect is turning up to the sales call as primed as possible. Number four, the onboarding sequence, so onboarding your new, new client. And number five, your partner management, so you stay top of mind. Absolutely. Just the tip of the iceberg, really. There's lots more you can do, but these ones are really essential. And if you want to look to grow your business, and scale it faster than the flash, 
uh, these are definitely automations that you need to think about putting in place. Love it. So if you've got value from this episode, please share this with someone in your network that you know would also get value. If you're on your phone, scroll up to the top, hit that share, share it with them. And while you're there, please give us a follow or a subscribe depending on what app you're on so that you are notified when each episode drops, which is every Monday and every Thursday. Thank you, Tim, for joining me. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate having you here. And if you've got any questions or takeaways at all, please share them on social media and tag us, so Tim at Win More Clients or myself at The Sam Riley, and tag us on social media. We'd love to hear your feedback. Have a great week and we will see you soon. Ciao. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.